Welcome to Puck Talk CS. I'm Chives alongside Steve-O. The New- Excuse me. The New York Rangers lost to the Carolina Hurricanes last night. We're going to recap that real quick. Steve-O, what were your, uh, what were your thoughts? How are you doing? Hey, Chives. I'm doing great. Um, I guess, listen, when you, when you go on that 13-0 four-game win streak, it's bound to end at some point. So we'll jump right in. Let's talk some puck. There it is. Alrighty, I was, well, I was waiting night, for that. I was waiting for that. Never, never, never have we ever forgotten that. Um, all right, last night, yeah, last night, last night was a little bit unfortunate. You know, not the result that we were hoping for. I mean, if anybody had hopes. And, you know, entering that third period, I know a lot of other Ranger fans were thinking, you know what? We're climbing up there in the standings if we win this game. Devils Devils lose yesterday. However, I think they lost in overtime, so they still got a point. But this is your chance to gain a point on New Jersey and two against Carolina. And unfortunately, in the third period, we just got outplayed. We got outplayed. You got to give credit to Carolina's defense. I mean, they played outstanding. Igor played great. Yeah, I thought Igor Igor had a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, defense, for the most part, there was a couple of good plays in there. Adam Fox made a really great play defensively in third. Um, but of course, there was a couple of mistakes as well. And I don't think the defense is a hundred percent. It was great to see Lindgren out out there. I thought for the most part he's looked great. Let's keep him healthy. That's our top priority. Um, but Keandre Miller, Keandre Miller made a sloppy defensive play, led to Carolina's second goal. And just a little, little sloppy there in the in the final minutes, Chives. Um, yeah. I, I thought, you know, back to the same point, you know, two minutes to go, we, I mean, we couldn't get the puck out of our own zone, and mm-hmm. that was very frustrating as a fan. Um, and really, that just recaps all the negatives, positives. The kid line, kid line was buzzing. I thought they were the best line of the game. I mean, Kako, Lafreniere, Hedl. These last few games, even though, like you mentioned on the last episode, they've been off on the score sheet, but they've been playing good hockey. And, of course, my my final standout of last night's game is uh, Vinny Trocek. I mean, he has been – he played great. I mean, he's been one of my favorite Rangers this season. The impact that he's had on this team, especially – let's say we do play Carolina in round one. I mean, he's going to be a big factor in that series, considering he was a part of this team. And Ajo, Taravainen – whole Carolina team showed him no mercy last night. He was the number one target. I mean, he was going down on the ice left and right. So credit to him. I thought he played a really physical and great game. Steve-O, let's keep talking about Vinny Trocek. For our listeners, Wednesdays, we're going to be focusing on a specific topic. This week, we felt not only with the fact that Carolina will play the New York Rangers twice, they just played them last night and they'll play them on Thursday. He had an exceptional game. He's picked up his game. Let's talk about Vincent Trocek. Monday's episode's more of a weekly recap. Wednesdays, we're going to be talking some throwback for anyone that's still with us. Main discussion, something that we really think is important and a topical subject right now. Vincent Trocek is played against his former team. Chippy play, as you mentioned. He's the 2C. The Rangers don't sign Andrew Kopp. Andrew Kopp signs the same exact deal for Steve Eiserman, the Iser plan for the Detroit Red Wings. Vincent Trocek in New York has point, point total high, um, not in his career, but in his time in Carolina. He's broken that. The last time he hit, I believe it was 75 points with Gerard Gallant when the Florida Panthers made the postseason the year they played the Islanders in 2016. That was like when the Florida Panthers kind of got on the map. 
He was a major part of that. Now, that's years ago. Let's talk about the last week, last night, his season. Steve, I agree. Something that I noticed, shout out to every NYR goal, their YouTube account that puts up every single goal per month. And something I noticed, it wasn't Trocheck scoring goals. It was Trocheck's play and how he how he creates space, how he creates opportunities for his teammates. He plays really well with Chris Kreider. He plays really well, I think, in that checking role. And I've enjoyed that this season. Steve, you just had some takes from his game against Carolina last night. How valuable is Vincent Trocheck to this team come playoff time? I think he is incredibly valuable, especially if our first round opponent will be the Carolina Hurricanes. Um, listen, last night, like I said, he showed that he has the grit. You know, he could play, play a very physical game. And uh, unfortunately, come the playoffs, we're going to have a lot of guys that are going to get thrown around. Patrick Kane's going to get tossed around. Artemi Panarin's going to get tossed around. Smaller guys like Phil is going to get tossed around. So it's important. Trocek's not a big guy, but it's important to have somebody like Trocek that's not, not afraid to come in and, and lay the body. And I think that's really important. You know, I mean, his ability to just get up and go right back at it again. I mean, he was definitely, you know, he was in the minds of some of those Carolina players. I mean, you could tell Aho. You could tell uh, Tara Vinen there in, in that third period when Kocek was basically getting laid out and come, came right back in. And that's what I love to see. And not only is it just his performance from last night, but I think his his play out uh, for the whole season as a whole. I mean, he has the ability to – he's got speed, Chavs. He, mm-hmm. If you've been watching this, this year as a Ranger fan – Trocek has speed, and I like that. His ability to take the puck out of the defensive zone and lead it up ice and, and, and create an opportunity, create a rush, create a charge, I like it. I like it. I think he's got great puck handling skills. And not to not to mention, I think that these last few games, he's clicked with Kreider a little bit. So I, mm-hmm. I think Trocek is a huge asset to this team. And I'm ex- if he continues like this for the next few years, I'm excited to have him for the next five, six years, however long he's a Ranger. Steve-O, something I noticed, and I think my takeaway, which I talked about on the podcast before, but was his play against the Pittsburgh Penguins when they played in Pittsburgh. They had united Crowder with Vincent Trocek the first time they went to Pittsburgh earlier in the year. But in the overtime loss, I thought his play was exceptional because they pair him with Chris Crowder. He's bodying Malkin out there assists on a huge goal to keep the team in the game. I also thought, even though it was a weaker Vancouver team, there was a play where Trocek found Kreider back door, and it reminded me of like how Meek is able to find and bring the best out of Chris Kreider. And I think that's important going down the stretch. So I agree because I also think Trocek's grittiness is why Chris Drury brought him in. I think Andrew Kopp didn't necessarily lack that, but I think... Vincent Trocek was the target. I think that was well known. Come trade deadline area, it was like, hey, if you if you read or or you were even a general fan and you looked up anything about the trade deadline, Vincent Trocek's name was in there as a two C. Andrew Cop comes in. I think Andrew Cop performed above expectation, and that's why everybody loved him because it was like, 
where did he come from, right? Like he was like the three C in Winnipeg. Now he's balling out with Artemi Panarin in New York in the po- in a postseason run no one expected. I think Vincent Trocek coming in was a weird change because come July 1st, it's like we're moving a 2C that outperformed or like performed above expectation or what you would think for a player that they targeted. But now it's like they both got the same deal. Like, why don't you just keep the guy that already has chemistry? And I think what happened in the beginning half of 2022-2023 was he had a little bit of a hard time adjusting to playing with Panera. He said it in interviews and... It became consistent. Like, why is our head coach talking about this in January? Like, at this point, I understand it takes time to mesh. Like, we're seeing that with Patrick Kane, Tarasenko. Like, it takes time to adjust. But, and listen, for some guys, it doesn't. Derek Broussard, Andrew Kopp. But at the same time, Steve-O, I know you agree with the statement that it, it probably took a little bit too long to adjust to playing with Panarin. I'm so glad they moved Panarin up. Which will bring us to our second topic of conversation. I don't know if you're ready to segue it, Steve, or if you have any final thoughts on Vinny Trocek, but I think what they've done with the lines and putting Kreider with Trocek has really made the Rangers more formidable than they were. Like, I think last night, the last week, two weeks, Patrick Kane heating up. He's playing well with Kreider now. Kreider's playing well with Trocek. Like, they're all starting to find a little more of a rhythm. Uh, what what are your thoughts on how the line adjustments have helped the top six? Yeah, um, well, of course, we know with Gallant, you know, there's no, I mean, there's no surprise with line changes. You're going to be seeing a lot of them throughout the course of the season. Um, back to Trocek really quick. I mean, there's a few other things that have really, really, um, I don't want to say surprise surprised me, but there's a few more aspects of Trocek's game that have stood out to me this season. And I think, Taz, I think, I don't know if a lot of other people will agree with me, but I think he's been one of the best Rangers on this team this season. Um, again, I agree. We when we talk about the kid line, you know, there's just because they're not on the score sheet doesn't mean they're not making a difference. And I think Trocek has been one of those Rangers. I mean, there's no doubt over the last month and a half, Trocek has been playing his best hockey uh, in the season. And honestly, I think this team really needs him to keep that momentum going to finish out these la- this last week and a half, two weeks of the season. Um, I want to mention Chives tro- with Trocek um, before we talk about the line combinations. I mean, Trocek's been good on the faceoffs this year. I mean, he's been he's been good. Um, and I think going back to the beginning of the season, he's had some struggles earlier on in the year. I mean, I remember the first month of the season, first month and a half, there was a couple sloppy giveaways, a lot of mistakes that he made in the defensive zone. Um, and I mean, he just just seemed to hit the post a lot and then missing out on scoring opportunities. However, since then, I mean, he's had, he's had over, you know, I think definitely over 10 goals, you know, and he's played much better defensively in this last month and a half. His ability to win faceoffs has made a difference on the penalty kill in late games in close games. And he's played with physicality and I think that he is also really, 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 really good, Chives, when it comes to carrying the puck and creating opportunities. And not to mention, he's also blocked some shots, too. Mm-hmm. So all these aspects add to Trocek's game. Um, and I think he's he's meant a lot. And I've also seen leadership out of him, you know, watching, you know, in between periods, in the locker room, 
you know, on the ice after games, you know, we are obviously Mika and Kreider usually hang back. I've been noticing that Trocek's been hang, uh, hanging back too and congratulating all the boys and just that's leadership. And I've, even though he's not our captain, you know, I appreciate that. And I really like what I've seen from Trocek's game uh, this season. And I'm, again, I couldn't be happy to have him, you know, on this team. I think he's been one of the biggest impacts on this team this year. I don't know if you have any other thoughts on Trocek, but again, come playoff time to answer the second half of that question, I think he's going to be very important no matter who he's paired with. Yeah, I think just to wrap on Vinny, I think uh, our takes here, he's going to be an X factor come the playoffs. And when we start pumping out <clears throat> our previews for, I mean, playoff season it's it's down the road he's going to be a big name that we're talking about and it's it's something that all of ranger town is certainly taking note of which is why we're talking about it right now flipping to the top six overall chris crotter is moved to vincent trocek's wing artemi panarin's bumped up to zibanejad's wing that line of zibanejad panarin tarasenko opened against the seattle kraken for tarasenko's debut Line shifted around a little bit, and now we're featuring night in and night out, Crowder, Trocha, Kane. Something I wanted to talk about, because it's been on my mind, is last postseason, in 2022, the offense was driven. I mean, the kid line was exceptional. Top and Panarin were doing well. The offense was driven with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. It felt that as far as they took the team, the team was going to go. And we saw that when they got cold, they lost in the conference final. Shifting to this season, 2023 now, year later, you bring in these big assets and you split them up, the Crowder zibanejad connection. And now that they're split up, they're succeeding on different lines. Is that going to hurt them come playoff time? Do you think that splitting up Crowder and Zibanejad is going to hurt them when it matters most? Do you think that it's it's tough to move players when they have that chemistry? Would you prefer, Steve-O, would you prefer to keep Crowder and Zibanejad together or for the lineup the way it is right now? This is a good question, Chives. Um, and I can have two answers to this. You know, one immediately. Again, come postseason, everything's different. But, um, for the rest of the season, I really don't think that this is going to hurt us. Um, you know, you take, I just mentioned Galan lines, you know, this team is not, this team is not, not used to being switched up. I mean, we've had, I think over 15 first line combinations deployed this season. So a lot, everyone's used to getting switched up. And I think we, I think Galan is measuring shift by shift, game by game, what's going on. And Right now, I think it's working out, you know. I mean, we destroyed Pittsburgh. We destroyed Nashville. Um, played a tight contested game, but I think it, it, it's against Carolina. And I think, like I mentioned on the last episode, the matchups are going to be really key. Gallant, I think Gallant might switch it up on Thursday against Carolina, I think, to see who is going to click the most against Carolina. I think the two games to look forward for, two for the rest of the season is going to be Thursday night in Carolina and next week against New Jersey, because one of those two teams we will be playing in the first round. So I think whatever line clicks there, don't, don't uh, be hesitant to see that 
uh, in come the playoffs because I think that's what Gallant is going to measure that off. But I do really like Panarin with Zibanejad. I mm-hmm. think that them two together has really, really clicked um, these last three games. And I, I, I'm liking that, you know. Um, now, obviously, Kreider, Zibanejad, you know, that's that's established chemistry. We know that there's something there. But I think Galan is doing one of two things. He wants to test it out, of course. Um, and then maybe, let's say, because, of, well, of course, every line fizzles and goes in and goes out and has their moments, has their not. You know, he might be trying to break them up to have them success. And then when they fizzle out towards the end of the season, if they do, switch it back. Yeah, uh, and have a fresh start for the postseason. I mean, it's tough. It's tough, you know. I mean, I could come up with six different line combinations that I think that would be sick. Um, again, as I think as long as you keep the kids together and you keep that fourth line intact, I mean, you're gonna see a lot of up in rotations uh, from Gallant from the rest of the season. Um, and I think it helps that the Rangers are not really necessarily fighting. You know, the Rangers are not the Penguins, the Rangers are not the Islanders, but we don't need to win, you know, the next two games in order to be in the playoffs. So I think there's room for experimentation. And I think for the rest of the season, um, you know, it's, it's tough to see if, you know, Zibanejad cried on how the lines are right now um, uh, or Panarin and Zibanejad and Kreider down with Trocek, if they're going to keep keep up playing how they are. But as of right now, I like it. You know, but come playoffs, it's tough. It's tough to see which aspect of our, our, of our game is going to hurt us. Yeah, I would actually disagree with one point. I think that I don't think they would start with new lines come postseason. I think they want to find the chemistry now to go into the playoffs, especially because you're playing a team like Carolina that now you're facing – twice before the postseason like now it's two and a half weeks away well three uh april i believe 16th 17th is the first day so i think they're gonna try and figure things out now for sure i think it's going to be interesting and the, and the reason i rose the you know i raised the question is because i'm skeptical about production in the postseason not for not for necessarily like how much the Rangers can produce. We've seen that. But when you play a team like Carolina, as we saw last night, and Kako, I mean, I was impressed with how quickly the Rangers responded to the Carolina, the first goal. But if you separate Crowder and Zibanejad, they were like, they made up. There's got to be a percentage somewhere from some nerd on the internet, but it <laughs> it really felt like half the goals were coming off of the power play or Crowder and Zibanejad connecting. And or Crowder or Zibanejad finding the back of the net. And that's when most of the time when the Rangers were winning games in the postseason. So I do think it is something just to take into account because you look at last postseason when they were there competing against some of the best teams in the league, those two were together. Name a moment in the postseason, they were on the ice. And I think it's going to be interesting because you split them up, and I do think there is success, though. I think there's more success. Mika and Panarin are producing points. I think Mika is so underrated league-wide. Like, he is a, he's one of the most, probably the most valuable Ranger aside from Igor. And Green. I think that 
Kreider performing on the second line might be more important because I feel like if, if you have that like skilled Panarin, Zibanejad, Tarasenko first line, then I think if the second line's kind of a dud, then you roll to the kid line and the fourth line. But like that's not going to win you playoff games if the second line's a dud. And they've been clicking. So I like the fact that Kane and Panarin split up and they're okay. I like the fact that Zibanejad and Kreider split up and they're doing more than well. Uh, but I do think it's interesting because last postseason you're looking, a lot of what came from the Rangers was from those two connecting on plays. Uh, I do think, though, something else I noticed because just we were talking about Trocheck checking. I think Tarasenko brings so much off the puck. He's a great passer. I mean, he shoots everything. I love the way he gets into it and checks. Like there was a play last night where he drove into the zone with one hand on his stick. He turned his back, bodied off a defender and got a one-handed pass off to Zibanejad. Like skill, but also like he's not afraid to like he gets into it. I think something that Panarin, you know, was the criticism of you and I and a lot of fans, media, last postseason was Panarin. Like if he's off the score sheet, he really doesn't do a lot off the pot. Exactly. And I think that's what I like about Vlad on that line is that he's he's with Panarin, but Zibanejad and Tarasenko are very responsible. And I like that. So, yeah, Steve, I wanted to pick your brain on that. I think it's going to be important and some of that comes up as we come into postseason time, especially against a team like Carolina that has the capability to, to shut down your stars. They're, without Svechikov, it's like playing – Valcat said it. It's like you're playing three third lines. Like, they're just going to shut you down until they get their opportunity. And they capitalized on them yesterday. The Rangers stars kind of non-existent. You got goals from Juice and uh, Capo Caco. So, two <laughs> players I didn't expect to score last night. Not to mention Tyler Mott, side note. has I, thought he, I think he's played great. I think he is definitely, you know, another important piece of this team that I think is very, very, very highly underrated. Um, I think he's one of our best players uh, when it comes to the penalty kill. Uh, I believe Vincent Trocek is paired with Tyler Mott uh, on one of the penalty kill units. Um, I think it's I think it's great. You know, Tyler dog. Mott. Tyler Mott is a dog and a half. Yeah, I um, think that fourth line, Steve-O, um, you know, a lot of the talk too around town is about that. The only thing I want to add that is just my thought, because listen, a lot of what we're talking about is definitely out there. I think that, you know, you can find elsewhere, but I do think that I just want to point to beginning of the year when everyone had complaints, this is exactly what Chris Drury did. He acquired assets to make strong offensive, you know, a strong offensive top six. And with that, we have the players within the organization that Jimmy VC is not, and Barkley Goodrow, they're not on the second line. And I don't think that was what was happening. I think what happened was Chris Drury was not willing to make a trade in December for Tarasenko. Plus the Blues, Blackhawks, they're not going to make a trade for a player in December. So what happened was I think he was handcuffed a little bit. He got Trocek at 2C in the summer and said, all right, we got our 2C. Now let's see how things mesh. We'll see what players can do. Look to the trade deadline because once you get there, bringing it all the way back to where we are just talking about with Tyler Mott, now your fourth line so good. And why? Because they're all fourth line players. Our fourth line is solid now because you acquired Patrick Kane and Tarasenko. So now you have a, 
a one-two punch at right wing, it forced Goodrow and VC down. That's exactly what you want. You just you created a fourth line within your organization. I think that's awesome. Like, I think it's awesome that they were able to get those assets. And then it's not like you look, and there have certainly been some years, Steve, where it was like Connor Brick Brickley is like our fourth liner, or like Matt Pemple. It's like we're not winning playoff games with that. Granted, they those two didn't play in playoff games for the Rangers, but you now have a solid fourth line. And again, Mott scores last night. He brought a penalty killer. Like that's what happens when you have more of a solid lineup. And I think, I think things are really starting to click with the lines. It's just a matter of now how they perform, which is bringing all the way back to what we first talked about against a team like Carolina. So it all comes down to now execution. Yeah. I think the Rangers have one of the best fourth lines, you know, in the league. No I doubt. Agree. Um, so I think, again, it's going to be really important come playoffs to see what happens there. Going back to Tarasenko really quick before we wrap up, I tried how to go out and grab myself a Tarasenko shirt. Um, those are expensive, and I'm I'm surprised. Uh, NHL and the Rangers, uh, they're not selling Patrick Kane uh, shirts. Just trying to get myself a Patrick Kane one, too. For some reason, they're not available. They'd make mad money if they did. Um, I don't know why that is, um, unless they sold out. I'm thinking they sold out that because showtime in New York. That's pretty big. But I mean, just again, that Tarasenko Kane is just unbelievable. I, I, I cannot wait. I still, part of me still thinks that I'm dreaming here. Cause that is just crazy. Um, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see leading up to the playoffs. Again, I think the one thing I'm confident right now, I'm not worried about any line combinations. Charles. I just, I'd like to see the defense, you know, play a little bit better. It comes yeah. down now that we got lingering back. Let's keep him healthy, um, and then you know, let's let's play a little bit better. I, I'm confident right now, Chavs. I would say that I'm not. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not. I, I don't like to be an excuse machine because you have you had 60 minutes of hockey last night to win the game. And you know what I do respect a lot is that Truba, VC, and Gallant all said that they they knew ex- they all had the same exact statements regarding how the game went which i respect like they took account of it and they're looking towards thursday i love that move on trooper said turn the page look to thursday take into account what happened and don't do it again right that's an awesome mindset i love that mindset but i do think something that we also should take into account quickly val kept brought it up and at first i was like listen it sounds a little bit like an excuse because they had 60 minutes of hockey Takaniemi clearly clipped Lindgren at the uh, on the last goal, and that's frustrating because tight contests like that's what will happen in the postseason. If it's a tight contest and that you know a, a call like that's missed, we're in uproar right now. Like you and I are probably losing our minds on here. I think all of Rangers Town is. So I do think it is important to take into account that despite the fact the Rangers did lose the game, and they also had so many opportunities to not lose the game. I do think that that play did change the game a little bit. What I do appreciate is that the refs let the boys play. I appreciate that. When you see, I agree. when you see, when it comes to playoffs, you know, I'm not going to sit here and complain and bitch, you know, this game again, really, unless we wanted, unless we thought we were catching New Jersey, Carolina in the standings. Um, this game really didn't mean anything for us. Um, uh, we will get another shot at them on Thursday, but the refs let them play and come playoffs. That's what they're going to do. You know, you get, into the third period of a close game, 
you're not really going to get any calls unless anything's blatantly obvious. So sure. I, I, I appreciated that. Um, and just to close, close it out here, you know, um, we're going to play Carolina on Thursday, and then we're going to play a Florida team, which has now moved up and has a wild card spot. They took over Pittsburgh, and they've been playing red hot as of late. Um, so that's another that's another key matchup to to watch this weekend. A Florida Panther team, which has certainly uh, scored uh, scored a lot recently. Matthew Chuck, Carter Verhage, all of them are scorching red hot down there. So that that'll be a tough matchup to end the week, Chives. Yeah, and uh, Matt Kachuk for heart, baby. I'm on that train. <laughs> I know it's it's obviously not Matt Kachuk, but I just love that. Like I, I've been a fan of his um for a long time now, so. I like that. I listen. Me need a villain. Like I, I don't hate Bennington. I like the villains. So yeah, you you're playing a really hot team. They beat New Jersey last week. They're coming in. They're fighting for their lives in the playoff spot they're in in the wild card. Buffalo's kind of falling out now. It's looking like Islanders, Penguins, or or Panthers. Listen, Panthers get in. Who knows? Like they got. They're getting hot at the right time. A team that gets hot right before the postseason, they usually do well in the postseason. So Mm -hmm. big week coming up for New York. We'll be reviewing that on Monday. Follow us on all of our socials, PuckTalkCS underscore podcast, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And we have plenty coming your way. I think we keep saying that, but working hard right now on a few different things. And listen, keeping it a buck, keeping it honest. We're two college guys. We're almost out of there. So um that'll give us some more time to focus on new york rangers hockey and hopefully some playoff preview content soon playoffs are right around the corner i don't know about you but i could smell it coming already be patient two more weeks solidify the defense l g r always remember it's just the luck of the puck